0: From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we bring you a deeper dive into top stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. Today marks one week since the United Auto Workers went on strike against all three major auto manufacturers at the same time, the first time this has ever happened. And On Deadline today is how this strike will impact the rest of the country, including you, especially if you have plans to buy or sell a car anytime soon. 13,000 workers are striking, which affects local economies, kinks the supply chain, and could potentially cause new vehicle shortages. So the question is, what do they want to sign a new contract and fill the factories again? In broad terms, the UAW is seeking higher pay, a four-day work week, and the return of pensions. UAW President Sean Fein spoke with CBS News Face the Nation over the weekend to discuss the latest offer made to the UAW. Stellantis, the parent company for Chrysler, reportedly offered workers a 21% wage increase. Fain wanted more for his workers, saying they need a 40% pay increase. His reasoning? That's how much the CEOs for the big three have raked in in recent years. Fain said that it was shameful that the CEOs are, quote, "...already millionaires and are looking to pinch pennies from their workers." At the end of the day, he says they're just asking for a fair share of the fruits of their labor. Still, a week into the work stoppage, there appears to be no sign of either side wanting to budge, which could lead to the rest of the country feeling the effects of the strike. You see, Ford has enough vehicles on hand to last about two months. GM's inventory is even less than that. Stellantis' inventory is slightly larger, so there's cushion, but it won't last forever. Brian Moody, the executive editor for Auto Trader, joined Odyssey to discuss how the strike will affect dealerships and potential car buyers in the coming days. Brian, let me start with you because, uh, as I'm sure you are well aware, here in Southern California, uh, it's hard to go down more than a mile without coming across a car dealership. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but not by much. How are they going to be impacted if this strike goes on for any period of time?
1: Well, if it goes on for some time, what the result will be that the inventory will start to decline. However, it's important to note that automakers and dealerships have been working for the past year or more to beef up that inventory. So right now, we're sitting in a pretty good spot in terms of how much inventory these dealers have. Most of them, it accepts a few high desirable models, but it's going to take some time before we start to see the impact of that. And the impact will probably be as inventory drops, prices will go up
0: car manufacturers like Tesla and all that, they're not impacted right by this strike. So is this a kind of golden opportunity for places like Tesla to dramatically perhaps increase market share?
1: Well, perhaps, although Tesla already has a commanding level of market share when it comes to EVs and luxury cars in general. But there's other automakers too. Brands like Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, VW, Toyota all have non-union factories. So About 60, let's say 50 to 60% of the market right now are vehicles being produced in non-union shops. So this does have an impact overall, but the impact is somewhat more focused. I know people will be tempted to compare it to the COVID times when it was universal, but this is not quite like that. So uh, as far as the dealers are concerned, if you're, say, a Mazda dealer, what have you, you might not be as affected quite as bad, at least not in the uh, in the beginning of this. But eventually, if the strike does continue, wouldn't it affect other automakers too? Is there some kind of ripple effect for that? It could, but that depends on how much sharing there are for certain parts. Um, I think one of the things that could be impactful for the average consumer would be, say, if you're getting warranty work done and you have to take your car to the dealership where they have to use those parts that are made for your specific car. If I was that person and I knew I needed service, I might go in now and get that looked at. Those other automakers, there could be limited impact to them because they're just not dealing in the same circles. The exception could be transportation.
0: Workers in numerous industries have flirted with or even enacted strikes this summer as they fight for better wages and working conditions. The UAW is a flashpoint for those workers who see the ever greater divide between the men and women in the trenches and the CEOs at the top. Politico reported that GM CEO Mary Barra's $29 million salary is 362 times what her company's median employee makes. For Ford CEO Jim Farley, the ratio is 281 times. From 1978 to 2021, executive pay at large American companies increased by more than 1400% the Economic Policy Institute found. Average worker pay at those companies only increased by 7.7%. Here's a quote from Politico. The historic labor action puts an exclamation point on more than a decade of halting efforts by lawmakers in Washington, most of them Democrats, to expose and narrow the disparity between the country's wealthiest individuals and the vast majority of Americans. Speaking at a UAW rally in downtown Detroit Friday, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont said that weekly wages for the average American worker are lower today than they were 50 years ago.
2: Thank you for inviting me and it is an honor for me to be here with you today. And let me thank the UAW for standing up, not only for your own members, but for the working class of this country. The fight you are waging here is not just about decent wages and working conditions and pensions, in the automobile industry. It is a fight to take on corporate greed and tell the people on top, this country belongs to all of us, not just a few. There is a reason why a recent Gallup poll had 75% of Americans supporting the UAW. They are sick and tired of an economy in which the rich get richer while working families struggle and the most desperate sleep out on the streets. So what this struggle is about here in the Midwest is a demand that we finally have an economy that works for all of us, not just the few. And I want to do something I want to say a few words about something you don't see much about on TV or in the halls of Congress. And that is what is going on in the American economy today and what has gone on for decades. Believe it or not, that at a time of unprecedented income and wealth inequality today, weekly wages for the average American worker are lower today than they were 50 years ago. In other words, despite a massive increase in worker productivity in the automobile industry and in every sector of our economy, despite the fact that CEOs now make 400 times on what their average worker makes, Despite record-breaking corporate profits, despite corporate America spending hundreds of billions on dividends and stock paybacks, the average American worker today is worse off than he or she was 50 years ago. Brothers and sisters, that is exactly what this strike is all about. And that is why every worker in America, white-collar, blue-collar, in between, has got to stand with the UAW in your struggle for justice.
0: With the strike also comes layoffs, and Ford announced last week that it would be eliminating hundreds of jobs at its Michigan assembly plant as a result of the strike. William Gould, a Stanford law professor emeritus and former chairman of the National Labor Relations Board, joined Odyssey in the Bay Area to discuss the root causes of the strike and its potentially far-reaching effects. Uh,
3: This has been a while in coming. Obviously, uh, UAW members don't feel as though they've been included in those record profits that the big three automakers have been uh, reaping in over the years. So um, what's going to happen here, you think?
4: Well, I think that um, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen here. I mean, I think that, uh, as you point out, there are grievances that have existed for a substantial period of time, uh, the backdrop being – growing inequality in our society and the record profits made by uh, business and this particular business. You know, we've seen other stoppages that have been uh, quite serious uh, in our country, uh, Railway and uh, Hollywood, and uh, we're seeing a uh, a kind of uprising of sorts and uh, I think uh, factored into this has to be the uh, uncertainty that exists uh, on the part of many workers uh, due to the pandemic, which was uh, unsettling. But the uh, The big thing is uh, the declining uh, wages uh, for uh, workers, uh, particularly these workers who made so many sacrifices to keep the industry going about fifteen years ago at the time of the great recession and the uh, inflation which which they 've seen eat up their uh, what gains they made and actual decline for them so I think that we 're likely to have a um, a stoppage of uh, Uh, of some duration. The parties are very far apart. There are great differences between uh, uh, labor and management, and they can't be, uh, you know, those gaps can't be overcome in a matter of days. I think that we're going to see something that will go on, uh, a strike which will go on uh, weeks and uh, perhaps more, uh, because the, the parties are just so far apart
3: you mentioned earlier some of the inequities here and it's one thing to have an organization rake in record profits because you can't put a face on an organization but it's another thing to have these workers on the assembly line or wherever be able to look at their ceo who's making 300 times what they're making and think that's really unfair
4: yes well that's really exacerbated this whole situation that's kind of a poke in the eye for uh the uh, workers i saw the ceo of a ford motor company respond to that the other day saying that it was impossible for all the uaw members to make uh three hundred thousand dollars well that was like uh you know M- marie antoinette it, that's not the kind of remark that uh, w- was was suitable to the moment and um, there, there's a, a great sense of uh, grievement by this uh, widening compensation gap, which is, of course, a reflection of uh, uh, these uh, enormous profits. Now, the companies, uh, for their part, are uh, here's a concern that they have: uh, these electric cars are not going to be as profitable. As these big gas guzzlers uh, have been in the past. You know, that's the problem. One of the problems with the automobile industry long before we began to see this uh, climate problem was that they were so enraptured with these uh, big gas guzzlers uh, because they produced big profit margins. Well, not, those profit margins. Are gone. So they see in the future a real problem for profits, which is going to squeeze them if they enter into uh, an agreement which uh, suddenly compensates uh, the UAW members for the losses of the past 15 years or so. And that's in part what makes these negotiations so complex. The uh, 36% and uh, many of the other union demands seem perfectly. In the ballpark, not not perhaps appropriate, but they're not that far off. But the companies are looking at this, uh, having uh, benefited very well for these past 15 years, saying we're not going to be benefiting so well in the next years by virtue of the advent of the electric car. A handsome settlement with the UAW will squeeze us.
3: Professor, let's look at strategy here. Uh, You know, the old paradigm for a strike is everybody walks out everybody hits the picket line we totally shut down the industry this one is targeted only certain plants are hit only certain plants are uh, of the better selling vehicles are targeted do they think this will have the same effect as the old style strike
4: well don't forget that the automobile industry has never been the traditional old-style strike. The uh, automobile industry uh, over, these, uh, over the past half century or so has been pattern bargaining. The UAW never took on the whole industry simultaneously, they picked the employer that they thought that they could best get an agreement with that would uh, uh, translate into uh, favorable agreements with other employers. They would go to usually Ford or Chrysler and then uh, try to carry that forward. Uh, now uh, we see something uh, that we haven't seen since the 1930s. These targeted local strikes, and the industry is a is an integrated industry and uh, economically integrated industry, and the uh, union is trying to uh, uh, put the pressure on the employers by through dislocation and providing for dislocation, which will uh, pressure them. And they say they'll amp it up, they'll strike other plants in the future. And I think that this is a, uh, in an industry where the union has been uh, well known for innovation, this is an innovation that might possibly pay off.
1: Does the UAW have enough money to fund uh, to support their workers through a protracted strike?
4: Well, they have about, uh, I think, about $850 uh, million dollars in uh, strike funds. Now, uh, of course, if they struck everybody for uh, three months, all, that money would be all gone. And they're giving the uh, workers through that strike fund $500 a week. That's a big wage cut for them. That's, uh, uh, that's about, I think, 500 uh, 25, 30 percent of their normal wages. So uh, uh, that's not going to be, from many perspectives, uh, terribly satisfactory.
0: So if you're looking to buy a car, now might be the time, as the UAW and the Big Three still seem pretty far off in terms of a new contract satisfying the union's requests. If capitalism has taught us anything, it's that even the threat of decreased supply raises prices. New car price tags rose 0.3% in August after four months of flat or falling numbers. And if this strike is like that of its Hollywood counterpart, auto workers could be on the picket lines for months. Both actors and writers have both been out of work since early summer. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strouser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast, Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast to stay informed.